I'm 100% sure that you've got a to-do list. Am I right? But are all those tasks on it really essential? And do they actually need to be done by you? Let's have fun together today and create your stop doing list instead. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Welcome back to episode number 54. Well, that is if you've listened to any previous episodes. And if this is your first one, a very warm welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. This podcast is all about helping me and you and people like us, i.e. business owners are out there looking to rapidly grow their business to basically make life easier for us. So I know one thing is true, that you're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs. Instead, probably the opposite is true. And you've got a to-do list as long as your arm with lots of ideas, lots of tasks of things that you want to do or that you think that you should do to rapidly grow your business. Am I right? And it doesn't matter what your to-do list is like. I still flip between having pen and paper versus having it on a computer. And I sometimes go backwards and forwards in terms of the way that I capture the to-do list. But please tell me, first of all, that you have it out of your mind, at least. One of the worst things is that if you're operating your business or even in your personal life and you've just got all those things just mulling around in your head, it can completely drain your energy and it can feel even more unachievable. But even when you've got it captured down in whatever system that you prefer, the reality is that things do need to get done. But have you ever had that experience where you tick some things off the list and then before you know it, more things are added to the list? And it's like this vicious cycle. Well, today's episode is inspired by a wonderful client of mine who's in the 90 Day Mastermind. And last week we had one of our group online calls where we were all checking in where we are, getting help from each other as well. And she's at an amazing part of our business where there's so much exciting things happening. But on the flip side, it's also kind of skyrocketing stress levels at points because there's just so much to do. And she's got people that can help her around it, but still it was a slight block that she had at that point and it was feeling quite overwhelming. So we were helping Mastermind with her to help her get out of her way and one of the biggest things was why is she doing some of the things that's on her to-do list and why does she think that she needs to do some of those things. So that's what we're going to be delving into in today's episode. You can find all the show notes of the things that I talk about over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash 54 or if you're listening to this on a podcast app, just scroll down and you'll see any relevant links that I talk about. So we can spend so much time and thinking about our to-do list and obsessing about our to-do list. But really, have you stopped to think about when you're adding things to the list, should it be on your list? And if not, then where does it belong? And that's what I'd love to kind of really give some top tips around and help you to free up more of your time, to help you free up more of your energy and mental space to make sure that actually you do enjoy what you're doing as much as possible. 
So the first thing that we need to do is to have a look at your current to-do list, okay? And again, whatever format that's in, and we'll use that as a bit of a baseline so that we can sort through this. The way that I think about this is, imagine you are channeling your inner Simon Cowell, or you obviously know I'm a Harry Potter fan, I'm sure. It's like you get to put the sorting hat on and you get to sort through all these things in your to-do list so that you can shift some of those things from your to-do list to your stop doing list. And then before you add any new tasks to your to-do list, you give yourself that chance to stop and really addition it and go, does it belong there? And is it worthy to take up one of those precious spaces on your to-do list? And it is time for you to be ruthless. So we're going to talk through some of the criteria when it comes to deciding should something be on there? Should it be on your stop to-do list? So the first thing is asking yourself, why is it even a consideration? So why are you even doing it? And a good way to think about that initially is, does it fit in with your immediate goals? So for example, when I'm coaching my 90 day mastermind clients, we're very much focused around what do they want to make happen in the 90 days? And if this is a task that's going to really help move that forward, then it is worthy of consideration for a place. I'm not saying that you still have to do it. Bear with me. But if it's something that you think, okay, it will happen at some point or I may need this, And I often see that when it comes to especially learning. I see a lot of people, and I've fallen into this trap before, where I read things, I learn things just in case. Well, actually, that could be a waste of time right now for where you are around your goals. So the first qualifier is, why are you even considering it? Will it make a difference? And the way to think about this is the impact of this task. Is it an essential? Is it a nice to do? Or is it just really an actual waste of time or it's not going to make a difference in terms of your goal in that way? And this was one thing that this particular client that inspired this episode, what she did. So she spent some time with her assistant and they were flip charting, they were post-it noting the other day, all the things that were on her to-do lists and that were also in our mind, and they were analysing the impact on them to make sure that actually the things that are important were on the to-do list and the rest of it just actually got binned. So let me give you an example of this from my life. So in the past, I used to have a lot of people ask me for coffee. So for example, if I was at a networking event or even online, people say, oh, it'd be lovely to meet for a coffee, to have a chat. And I absolutely do love connecting with people. It's a big part of my personality and a big part of my business as well. But what I realized was that every time that I would say yes to one of these coffee meetings in person, it was never a quick coffee. And actually, sometimes it could be really hard to get away from there. So it often would turn into a full-blown coaching session because I can't sometimes help myself. And that then became a bit weird and a bit awkward in terms of boundaries at times. So now whenever I get one of those invitations or suggestions for a coffee, especially if it's someone I don't know, i.e. it's not a friend, it's not a client, it's not someone that I would love to spend that time, so it's someone I don't really know, then what I do first of all is I'd say let's jump on for a virtual coffee. So a virtual cup is what I call it. And that way I get to be more intentional with my time. I get to schedule that in my diary. I'll talk about that later on in this podcast. But then a 15-minute conversation can be 15 minutes. 
and it's so much easier to be in control all that time. Obviously, if things progress in terms of the conversation and it's like a great opportunity for them, for me to progress that conversation, that's when I typically say, okay, look, perfect, what is that next step? And that might mean that we do meet face-to-face in that way. But that one thing in terms of that I stopped doing has made a huge difference for me, okay? So I'm sure that there are things on your list that you think, why am I even doing that? Is it actually going to have a big impact? or what could I do instead that might make a difference. One exception that I'll say as a caveat is throughout this, there will be certain things that I'm sure that you might not want to do but they might be essential. So for example, your tax, your accounts, for example, some admin, you might not want to do it but they're essential because you need to do it when operating a business. Or when it comes to certain customer or client fulfillment stuff as well. And what I'm saying here is that they are still essential tasks, but they may not be essential tasks that you have to do the full thing or spend all your time doing the nitty gritty. And that's why the second thing to really consider is what is your entrepreneurial superpower? So what are you best at doing in your business? I've talked about this many times on previous podcasts. You'll hear me whenever I've got a guest in the podcast. I very much talk about what is their superpower? How are they using that so that they're spending the most amount of times adding the most value into their business. And typically when you're using your entrepreneurial superpower, it's things that you love doing. It's things that you're the best person to do. And that's where you'll get the best results and things will flow for you as a result. And if you don't know what your Wealth Dynamics profile is, that is how you find out what your superpower is, then I'd 100% encourage you to do so because it gives you a great starting point for you to start to sort out your to-do list on doing the things that actually are in your superpower and then you can start to look at the things that are not in your superpower. So you can find out more about your superpower. I'll put a link to previous episodes in the show notes and also a link to the Wealth Dynamics test that you can find out more about over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 54. So again, when you know what your superpower is, it then allows you to choose what you are going to prioritise and what you do and what you don't do. And it's important that you do focus on the right things in that right mix, and you won't always get it spot on initially, but it's where you can add the most value. I had a big learning around this many years ago when I had a member of the team that worked with me, a great guy. But what we did at that point was he would be the person that would initially speak to clients or prospects that would reach out to the company. And what ended up happening, especially when it was around coaching, because coaching is very individualized. I need to ask questions. I need to find out where that client potentially is in their business. Could I help them? And what ended up happening was that this particular member of my team who was trying to help me, and the intention was that it was to make me focus on other tasks, it became a bit like double handling and a bit of a blocker. Because I'd be asking him questions around, well, did you ask this? And what about this? And he's like, oh, I didn't ask that. And the potential client was asking him questions. And we had this really honest conversation. And he's like, I just feel like I'm getting in the way. 
And that was a great realization because my superpower is a trader. I absolutely love speaking to clients. I love speaking to individuals that might potentially be getting in their way and how can I help them, whether they choose to take that next step with me on one-to-one coaching or to join the 90-day mastermind, for example, or we might not be the right fit for many reasons. But what I learned there was it goes back to the virtual club as I still make myself available for those to give me the opportunity and other people the opportunity to have conversations. But actually, sometimes you can outsource things that where your gift is or where your superpower is as well. But the flip side is that there's many tasks that I'm sure that you're doing that are not in your superpower. So these are the things that you don't like doing, that they're really hard work for you, or they're the complete opposite of you being in your zone of genius or your superpower. And those are the things that I'd really encourage you to get on your stop doing list and then getting help with that. That help could be from an assistant, a virtual assistant. In my case, I've got a virtual assistant that helps me do many things that are not in my superpower. You could get help from a partner. You can get help from a spouse or somebody that just has the opposite talents or their zone of genius or their superpower is different from yours. And sometimes it could be regular work or it might be one-off pieces. So for example, whenever I do podcast episodes, blogs, things are on my website. In the past, I used to think that I was the best person to do graphic things and I'm really not. So I then spent time and invested in a graphic designer that created the brand guidelines, that created the templates, for example. And that then means that I know how to make things happen. We've got all the files. So I paid extra to get that done initially. And now my virtual assistant then actually creates a lot of the graphics and the the materials based upon those templates and those brand guidelines as well. But on the flip side, so I said to you before, I'm a trader profile. So again, I will link into a special episode where I bring all these to life in the show notes. But when it becomes to things that are the opposite of my superpower, i.e. being hugely creative, having a blank canvas or coming up with big ideas in that way, I know that that would take a lot of energy from me. I'm not saying I can't do it, but in those situations, when those tasks are relevant for me in my business, then I link up with relevant people, i.e. my buddy Sam, who's a fellow business owner. She's a creator profile, so we often co-work together because we are the opposite superpowers and we really help each other to accelerate where we might otherwise get stuck as well. And that's why even in my 90 day mastermind, it's so important that everybody knows their wealth dynamics profile and we're very public about it. Because depending on what your opportunity or your challenge might be, we might need to borrow the brains or insights from those that have got the opposite or a different superpower as well to make your life easier. Because typically, and I love it when you might think, oh, that's really hard work to do a certain task. But if somebody is in that zone of genius or if they've got that superpower, for them, it's a breeze. So think about the things that are really hard for you or you just completely get driven insane by them. And those are the things I'd want you to really get rid of as soon as possible onto your stop to do list. So let's think about that practically for a moment. Where are the tasks that you're constantly adding to your to-do list that are repetitive tasks in your business that you're doing constantly? So for example, for me, I've got a weekly podcast that you're obviously listening to here. And that means that every single week that there is a routine, a system that happens in my business. 
which basically turns the idea that I've got for the podcast into me recording it, into it being sent to the podcast editor to use his zone of genius to make it sound as good as he possibly can and to then get the graphics done, the show notes done, and all that actually is systemized to an extent. Obviously, things could always be easier, and I'm always looking at how to refine them further. So where are there tasks that you think, I'm doing this over and over again, and how can we start to look at creating a system around it? And when you create a system around it, it makes it easier for you to then outsource. And that might be getting someone else to do it, or even looking at some technology that's out there that can help automate things and to make life easier for you as well. Another example of that is it used to waste so much time and energy for me when even with my clients it would be Osman when could we book in for the next coaching session and I'd send them my availability and then by the time they got back to me things had changed in my diary or their diary. So a way that makes my life simpler is I really do not as much as I possibly can get involved in doing anything around booking into my diary for coaching sessions or calls or virtual clubs. Instead, very nicely, I'd say, here's the link to my online diary. It's the most up-to-date version. Look to see what works for you. And that way, it cuts out a lot of the backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. So can you see, that's an example where I could have had my virtual assistant handle that, but it's still something that, you know, is quite tedious in that sense. And actually, it could work so much better just having a system in place that technology, as I love gadgets, I love technology, can make life easier as well. So my strong recommendation that I'd say, if you're doing something over and over again, start to notice and start to capture how are you doing it, especially if you're someone like me that's got high standards and like things to be done a certain way, right? That's a typical trader mentality as well. So what I typically do, for example, when I outsource things to my virtual assistant that I've been doing up until that point, I would actually record me doing it using a screen record. So for example, when it came to how to take blogs and send them out by email, put them onto my website, I would actually do it step by step in terms of how I would do it. And I would actually be doing it and basically talking through the steps. So for example, if I liked things to be positioned in a certain way, when it came to graphics, I'd be talking through why am I doing it in a certain way. And then literally it's all captured and I've completed that task in that time around. And then I would send that on to someone to do so, a virtual assistant. I'd send them the video. And this was a tip I got from my great friend, Natalie Sisson, was actually get them to make that as a process so that they're watching the video. They're capturing it down in terms of step one, step two, step three. They're listening to what you're saying. And effectively, they're writing up a procedure for that task as well. So if anybody else needs to do it in the future, you've kind of effectively got training notes that you are getting them to create. And you obviously want them to put in their input because they might have more knowledge or more of a specialist skill to help you to go, okay, this is how I can make it more efficient as well. So even though it might take you some time initially to do it the first time, it pays dividends, honestly, once you've captured it. And it means that somebody else, if they do get stuck, they can go back to that video and say, okay, what did Usman or what did you do at that point? And they can effectively follow the instructions and they know how to make that task a success. So there you've got some practical tips in terms of how do you get things off your to-do list and put them on to more of a stop to-do list and involving other people or other systems to help make life easy for you. 
But then there can be some mindset challenges that go around it as well, because you might be the type of person that struggles to let go of things because you're the best person to do it or it has to be you as well. I'm talking from experience and I do suffer from this still at times. But honestly, the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get, the easier it'll become. And then you'll start to question what else can I actually stop doing as well? So if you are struggling to let things go, just even asking yourself, well, what could I do with this time instead that would be more valuable? That might be you focusing on using your superpower more or focusing on parts of your business that actually will allow you to do your best work. So for me, that is working with business owners, coaching them on a one-to-one basis or in my mastermind programs or training courses. So all the tasks and the things that I'm not doing around those things are probably not the best use of my time in the grand scale of things. So be ruthless and think about what you can then spend your time doing that will actually be more powerful for your business and your clients or your customers as well. And that actually might mean that you have more time to do nothing, i.e. that you relax more, that you take some time for yourself. So you can't, again, put a price on that. So yes, that is one of the biggest challenges where you think, oh, I don't want to really let it go. If you've put the processes in place, if you've got your standards, if you've got your systems, your procedures in place, then really what is the worst that can happen? And you could still do a final sign-off. So for example, in my podcast, before they go live... I just do a quick check to make sure that I'm really happy with it. And then we are ready to go. Another mindset block and also practical block might be that you see, I actually can't afford it. I'd love to be able to stop doing things, but seriously, I don't have the the money to dedicate towards that. But really challenge yourself and ask, well, can you really afford not to do it? What are you going to be stopping yourself from doing? Or what are the opportunities that you'll be missing if you're spending all your time doing the thing that's not your zone of genius, that's not your superpower? And it's actually not as expensive as you may think. You could use different sites such as Upwork, which is where I found my wonderful virtual assistant. And also I've used Upwork for many things over the years as well, including that's where my podcast editor initially came from. It was one of my peers that found him through Upwork and then recommended him to me. And yep, he's been doing a good job, don't you think, over this last year. So really question yourself, challenge yourself. It's typically not as expensive as you think it might be. And you might already have the people around you that could do those tasks. And that's where, going back to my client for a moment, I loved seeing the post-it notes when she had her, she had her assistant there looking at all the tasks. And then it was a case of, right, okay, how can I get you to do more things that are on that list? How could we just look at the things that we're doing, look at stretching some of the tasks, stretching some of the responsibilities and some of the accountability, and just sometimes taking that time to pause, to look at your to-do list and to create your stop to-do list can really make your life so much easier. And it allows your team to grow and to get more involved in the things that they want to and where they can really excel. And if finances are a struggle at the moment, and it's putting a block for you to outsource things, I'd still encourage you to create your stop doing list, and then prioritize them, and set yourself goals and milestones to say, this is the first task that I'm going to outsource, or this is the first thing that I'm going to get a system to help me. 
For example, another system that pops into my mind is Xero, which is amazing for bookkeeping. It's amazing for invoicing and all that. It makes life so much easier compared to what I used to do in the olden days when it came to generating invoices and reconciliation, for example. So again, think about how you can make life easier for you and then outsource as soon as you hit those milestones and get them off your list. And there may be things that you could also do in the interim. Could you do an exchange of service for someone? So you might have a great superpower and they might have the opposite superpower. And how could you work together so that you do something for them and they do something for you? All I'd say in that situation is just make sure that you have boundaries really clear, you have expectations clear, and the value of what you're doing is equal so that you never feel resentful and they never feel resentful in situations because it can get a bit icky as well. So to start wrapping this episode up, it is fair to say that it can be challenging when you are thinking about do I have to do it? Who can help me with it? I still find it challenging, but the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. And again, even by thinking about what was happening with my particular client and the mastermind group and even prepping for this episode, it's also sparked other ideas for me in terms of why am I still doing that? Or how did that get back on my to-do list where it was actually on my stop to-do list in the past? So It's been a great kick up the backside for me as well to make sure that I am delegating, that I'm outsourcing things as much as possible and really thinking about the value of what you're spending your time doing. The other day, because I love giving great service and creating great experiences for people, I actually agonized for quite some time on the menu choices for lunch for this upcoming 90 Day Mastermind. I've got the pleasure of spending two full days with the current group and we're having a overnight as well. So we've got dinner and the hotel sent me through the menu choices and I was sitting thinking, right, what should we have on day one? What should we have on day two? And honestly, it was a bit like the six chair challenge in the X Factor where I was swapping one item in for something else thinking, would that go nice? Well, if you have that on the Thursday, what would we have on the Friday? And at the end of it, I thought, what am I doing this, man? This is not the best use of my time. So going forward, now that we've chosen that menu, that will be the menu going forward. Or if it needs to change, if the hotel changed things, I will get someone else to do that as well. So keep life easy for you. Focus on where you add the most value and basically stop doing things that you don't need to do. So I'd love to hear what you are going to stop doing. So drop me an email at hello at rapidtransformation.co.uk or if you're on Instagram, just take a screenshot of this episode and tag me. My username there is Osman S. That's O-S-M-A-A-N-S. And let me know what's one thing that you are going to stop doing. And if you're interested in finding out more about the next 90 Day Mastermind, the dates are now confirmed for August 2019. You can find all the details of that. I'll put a link in the show notes again. So all the links that you need to find are over at rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 54. So I'm absolutely sure that you're now really grateful that you prioritize listening to this episode on your to-do list because it's going to help you be even more efficient, 
be more productive and spend your time doing what only you can do and what you should be doing. As always, it's a great pleasure to be here with you. I know it's a bit of a one-sided conversation at times, but honestly, I can see you nodding your head. I can see you taking action and it means the world to me that you apply this and you don't just let it go in one ear and out the other. And with that in mind, please do let me know how you're finding these episodes. I'd really appreciate if you take just a quick 60 seconds to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review of the podcast and a rating. That helps me to get your feedback and it also helps the podcast to get out into the ears of other like-minded business owners and entrepreneurs so that we can help them to get out their way too. So please do that for me. I'll be forever grateful. And I look forward to sharing even more with you on the next episode. Bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.